Welcome to Sports Cash, a space to discuss sports and money. I'm your host, KD. And this is your host, Vlad, Mr. ESPN. All right, Cash Crew, we are back. And we've been telling you about this episode. And finally, it is here. Episode 13, or as we would call it, episode jersey number for Harden. Let's get into it. Vlad, how you feel? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, We got a special episode this week. We're going to dive in into what we call the Big Three in Brooklyn. Um, As most of you guys know by now, James Harden is now at Brooklyn Net, along with KD and Kyrie. So we're just going to dive in and see... You know, our input of how that trade looks, um, what we think of it, and what's going to happen. All right, let's start here, man. Harden uh, got signed in trade. Was it a sign in trade? Yes. Okay, so it's a sign in trade. Let's look at the numbers because, of course, here on Sports Cash, we talk about uh, sports and money. So let's talk about the money first. All right. The salaries here, the net salary situation for the big three Harden makes $41.2 million. KD makes $39 million, and Kyrie makes $33.3 million, all right? The NBA yearly salary limit is a little over $132 million, which means they're over with all of those guys combined as well as the rest of the roster. They're over, and it will incur a $90 million luxury tax bill. What I want to know is who's the owner? Because is this sustainable? Is this something that they're going to continue to pay? Especially if, as we're thinking that they're fugazi, if they're not winning big, is this owner going to continue paying for this? That's that's a big question to ask. You know, that's that's a hefty tax bill to pay. I get it. You know, you got three superstars on your team now, um, all in a prime. However, you know... It's it's a question that has an owner you're going to ask. You know, if you're not winning championships, would you want to consider paying this bill? But not only the money part of it, the things they had to give up. Um, it's a long list, so I'm going to try to go through it very quickly. For this trade, obviously the Nets get James Harden and a 2024 second-round pick from the Cavs. The Nets trade Jerry Allen, Torian Prince, Alexander Vinskoff, the 57th overall pick in 2017 from the Cavs, Karis LeVert, Ronis Crusoe, three first-round picks, 22, 24, and 26, and four first-round pick swaps, 21, 23, 25, and 27, to the Rockets. The Rockets also receive uh, all those guys with all, along with all those picks, and they get guard Dante Exum and a 2022 first-round pick from Milwaukee, which was obviously from the Cavs. The Cavs receive Jared Allen, Torian Prince, Alexander Vinskoff and the 57th overall pick from the Nets. And the Cavs trade Dante Exum, the 2022nd first-round pick that they had from Milwaukee to Houston, and the 2024th second-round pick to Brooklyn. So basically the house. It it costs everything. Um, And it's funny because as a Heat fan, we really thought we had a shot. Not No way in hell. Not not for all the stuff that Harden... Um, cost uh, all these teams so that was not going to happen so I I looked it up by the way and we were trying to figure out the owner it was Mikhail Prokhorov that oligarch from Russia it is now Joe Joe Tsai Joe I think it's Joe Tsai T-S-A-I he is the co-founder and executive vice chairman of Alibaba he got long money okay money 
So $13.1 billion net worth. He's going to pay that because, again, think of it this way. These owners, this is just another business venture for them. All right. And these guys are their employees. And so they got to flip their money somehow. And $13.1 billion, I think he pays that $90 million luxury tax. Especially if you're in the Big Apple. You know, New York hasn't had a lot of success in sports lately. So this might be their first chance to have a championship in the city in a long time. And we know New York's coming out for championship and New York pays. basketball. Yeah. New York definitely pays. So we'll see. Even with trash basketball. Sorry, Doug. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a lot of moving parts. Um, you know, you got Harden. Yes, I understand that. But at the same time, you did give up the house. And you're paying a hefty bill. So I hope this definitely does work out in the Nets' favor. Because if it doesn't, and two, three years passes by... This might be one of those trades we look back on and say, I don't know if it was worth it. Mm -hmm. So that's the money side of it. Let's go into the basketball side. I'm glad we waited until now to talk about it because they are, you know, a few games under their belt at this point. We've seen some wins, some losses, some pretty great wins and some pretty ugly losses. And to be honest, some of the wins, to be honest, they look a little fugazi too. It looks like fool's gold because of how they're winning. So let's dive into that, and I'll let you start with that. So right now, Brooklyn's second East. Um, They currently have the sixth-ranked offense and the 28th-ranked defense. Hmm. Only Um, one of those is surprising. (laughs) It's not looking too good for them. I've seen a couple games um, since, you know, they got hardened, and that defense is looking like pie trash and i get it you know you got three lethal scores you can put a lot of points on the board but when it comes down to the end of the season and going into the playoffs if you can't stop nobody it's no good of being able to put up a lot of points because you're just point shaving at this point um so i hope steve nash finds a way to get them to buy in and into playing defense of some sort even though steve nash never played defense in his career Mm -hmm. so i don't know how that's going to work and Mike D'Antoni, who's an assistant coach, also doesn't preach defense. So I don't know who's going to be the leader on defense on this team, but they're going to have to find a way to play some defense because being 28th ranked and it's not going to cut it. Mm-hmm. And it might not even cut it in the East. So I hopefully, you know, they buckle down. I get it still early. But if they can buckle, they not can. They have to buckle down if they want to at least get to the finals. Right. Yeah, I mean, I don't see... Like, what were you thinking you are going to do? Score a 150 a night and just hope that everyone else runs out of gas? Like, it's becoming apparent, more and more apparent every game, that literally their their motto is their best offense, or their best defense is a, is a great offense. And that's what it seems like. You're not going to win in the playoffs that way. For, just example, they did a back-to-back set against Miami. Miami had a bunch of G-leaguers on the floor, with Gore and Dragic and Bam Adebayo, and they pushed them to their limit. So this is this is not something that's good for them. They they've got to find a way to play defense. I'm not sure they have it on their roster because, as we mentioned, there's this is it. There's no upgrading this team besides getting veteran minimums. And veteran minimums, you're gonna get some stars on their last legs, but you're not getting anyone that's gonna make a huge defense for or gonna make a huge difference for you on the defensive end. Although they did just um, sign a seven-footer, I want to say. But still, they need more than that. I agree. And also the other big thing is losing Karis LeVert and Jared Allen, I think it's going to cost them down the stretch. Mm-hmm. Um, that bench production, 
you need that in the playoffs. I don't care who your starting five is. Your starting five has to come off the floor eventually at some point, and you're going to need a bench. Not all three guys might not be hot every night. KD mm-hmm. might not be on. Kyrie might not be on. Harden might not be on. So you might need to rely on your bench. And right now, the bench is not looking as great as it used to be. I know they just signed Iman Shumpert um, the other day. Maybe that helps a little bit, but it's not Carol Levert. It's definitely not Jared Allen. So, at least their their ownership is showing that they're not incompetent. They understand that they're not going to win anything, and Iman Shumpert does give them a good boost for their perimeter defense. Because right now they're playing Matador defense. Like you can get whatever you want against them. I mean, ask Colin Saxon. You know they had those <laughs> games back to back with Cleveland, and Cleveland won both of them. And the second game, I believe Colin had forty two on Kyrie, and it's funny because he actually passed by the the Nets locker room before the game. He tapped Kyrie on the leg and said, "Hey, laced them up." So he left. Hold on, him. Colin said that. Yes, sir. <laughs> so you know, wow. He let them be known, like, hey. He's coming, you know, and Kyrie gave him his props, you know, while they were going back and forth during the game. And Kyrie said it, you know, he was smiling while Colin was hitting some tough shots. But, you know, I don't think there's a lot of teams that's backing down from Brooklyn. So. No, no, after seeing them play, uh, there's no reason to be scared of these guys except, except, except for the last five minutes. You got to be able to clamp, really clamp on them in the last five minutes. And we've seen the blueprint. You see what you can do against these guys. Uh, to win the basketball game. For a side note, random side note, um, because we talk about everything on the show. Random side note, Karis LeVert, did you hear about his situation? Yeah, apparently, you know, he had to do surgery, but they say he's okay. Yeah. So, Um, upon the trade, there was a holdup. It didn't get finalized for a while, and we didn't know why. Um, And and all that was released was that it was a, a medical issue with Karis LeVert. So a lot of people thought it was just like a, you know, he just needed to go take a test or whatever, you know, do a physical. But actually, they found some kind of abnormality and, um, like, he had to get surgery. It, so literally, the trade saved his life. So that's kind of a, a side note, but it's a weird thing that... It's actually kind of crazy. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. Because he, he, he wouldn't have known. Yeah, he, he wouldn't have, have known. known. Um, so that's that's really cool, something that happens behind the scenes that people really don't hear about. But that's why we have sports cash. We highlight those things here. Absolutely. So my other biggest concern for Brooklyn is I think Harden and KD can work. And obviously we've seen early in the season, even though it's a couple games, we know KD and Kyrie can work. My biggest issue is can Harden and Kyrie work? Hmm. Um, Two great elite scorers. Ball-dominant guards. But very ball-dominant. However... Personalities too, and the reason I say this is this: we already seen Kyrie say this. He left Cleveland because he what he didn't want to be behind LeBron. He went to Boston, got injured, and the young boys excelled without him, and he left Boston to go pair with KD. Mm-hmm. He went to Brooklyn. Thinking, okay, this is going to be me and KD's team. And while he was doing his Black Lives Matter movement, you guys go get Harden. Hmm. Is Kyrie going to settle to be the third piece to this puzzle? And what, two, two and a half, maybe three years ago, he was just saying, 
hey, I don't want to play second fiddle to LeBron. When LeBron was saying, hey, I'll give you the keys after the championship. Because if I'm Kyrie, I'm looking at Harden like, yeah, you nice. You're the scoring champion, MVP, but I'm a champion. Right. I don't have to take a backseat to anyone. But at the same time, Harden could look at him and say, hey, you're a champion, but I'm a three or maybe I think four-time scoring champ. Um, I'm an MVP, which Harden probably has a good case to say he should want two other ones. And I just led the league in scoring for probably the past two years. I'm the real deal. And even Harden, he has a case against KD now. I'm not going to say he's better than KD now. But if you wanted this offensive power, depending who you are, there, there might be people out there that might take Harden over KD because of just how lethal he is. I'm not one of them. I'm not one of them either, but <laughs> it's not far-fetched. We all can agree that Harden is a top-five player in the league, right? Yes. Can we all agree that Hard- um, KD is a top-five player in the league? Top-five player. In the league. Yeah, yeah. So that means Harden's not far-fetched. Yeah, I just... I, Even if Harden's number five, mm-hmm. he's not far-fetched. You know what I'm saying? Now, would I pick KD? Absolutely. Every day of the week. The, does KD have a package that appeals more to me? Absolutely. Yeah, KD is Harden, but seven feet. So that that's it. I don't need to talk about nothing else. But even, They both do the same exact thing. It's just that KD's seven feet. So I'm going with KD every day of the week. Absolutely, but even Harden, he has a good point. I was like, bro, outside of your two championships that you actually won with Golden State, I'm probably just as lethal as you are. Mm-hmm. So do I really have to? Do I really have to take a backseat to you? Actually, I think so. Seeing the way that they've been playing lately, I think it is better for Harden to take a backseat because. Harden is pretty gifted as a passer. Absolutely. I think, um, and I don't think KD has that. Yes, he can pass, but he's not as gifted as Harden is in that area. So it works well for them. I think the one of the other games, he just got a triple-double. Um, and I don't recognize KD having those type of games many times, but I've seen Harden have triple-doubles many, many times. So, you know, KD can rebound with the best of them. He can... He can really put some numbers on the board that's in terms of scoring. But what helps them connect it, I think, is Harden taking that back seat offensively in terms of scoring and still being able to set Kyrie and KD up. It's been working. It's been working so far. Hopefully they can keep up with it. But I want to see. And so far he hasn't said nothing. But is Kyrie going to be okay with some of his shots being taken away? Mm-hmm. Is he going to be okay when the ball might not be in his hands in the fourth quarter? And I don't know. So far, you know, there hasn't been no complaints, but Brooklyn has lost some games. So if they continue to lose some other games, whether it be some chatter in the locker room, like, hey, what are you doing? You're not passing me the ball. And I'll be honest, Kyrie probably in his head probably think he's the best one-on-one player in the league, which he has a good point because let's be honest, Outside of probably Steph, off the dribble, Kyrie probably got the best handle in the league. So, of course. You know, him and CP3. You know, he got probably got the best handles. He, to me, he he does have the best handles in yeah. the league. Yeah, he does. So, to him, he's like, man, I could probably take anybody off the dribble, no problem. But maybe that's not the best way to go to win games for Brooklyn down the stretch, mm-hmm. which I hope Kyrie buys into that because if not, 
that can be a big clash. Would you consider Kyrie a pure point guard? No. Yeah, me neither. Combo guard. That's why I say you might as well have Harden as a point guard because even though Harden obviously is not a pure point guard, I feel like he doesn't mind it as much doing those assists rather than Kyrie because Kyrie, he's score first mentality. So that's why I say it makes more sense for Harden to take a backseat offensively scoring the ball and then you might see averaging 10 to 15 assists. Absolutely. But at the same time as Kyrie and Katie gonna be okay at times when Harden decides to settle yeah. and dribble 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 yep. dribble 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 the clock away. That's that's uh that's on Coach Nash. Coach Nash is gonna have to design stuff to where and I mean he has a hundred percent credibility, you know, it's Steve Nash. So that's 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 gonna be something that we have to keep an eye on. So when a game is close, another thing too, and I think that was the thing that the Big Three Miami had to come to terms with is, in your opinion, clock is one twenty, one twenty, four seconds left. Who are you giving the ball to down the stretch to take the last shot? Personally, KD man, I just I I'm I'm not giving it to anyone else. I know they're fully capable, but it's KD, bro. It's the Slim Reaper, man. Uh, he's gonna give me the best shot at. It's just he's unguardable in in every single way. But uh, all three of them are kind of unguardable in their own right. Yeah, but in a way. But you you can neutralize Harden by double teaming. You can neutralize Kyrie um, a little bit if you were to. I mean, you got to have the the length for Kyrie. Um, so, but KD, what you you double team? Okay, I'm taller. <laughs> like True. I'm gonna shoot over you, and and the other guys can be decoys. Versus, even if I were to use KD as a decoy for the other guys, there's still some limitations physically that they can't get over. I always go back to that seven foot. It's just you can't teach it. You can't teach height, and I, he's always gonna give me the best shot. He's battle tested. He's finals tested. I'm going with KD every time. What about you? I'm going with whoever has the best matchup that night. Okay. That's fair. Because all three of them can hit the shot. Yeah, of course. And all of them can put the ball on the floor. I'm saying if KD has a tough matchup and he's not hot that night, he's not going to KD. He's going to Harden or Kyrie. Um, Who has the biggest guts? We know it's Kyrie. Facts. Kyrie will shoot anything. Yeah. From anywhere. But it to me, it's whoever has the hot hand and whoever has the best matchup that night, depending who we play. If there's if there's anything that we've seen so far is that their games are going to go down to the stretch because again they don't play defense. I mean, for goodness sakes, they lost to the Wizards tonight. They lost to the Wizards. And the Cavs twice. Right. And, and, and those games were in the one forties. Like that's that's abnormal. That's bizarre. This and is they like the lost monster. To my Hawks. This it's, it's ridiculous. They lost to the Hawks. Losing to the Hawks is not that big of a deal. The Hawks have a good team. Well, no, but almost Cle- lost to the Hawks. Oh, but Cleveland twice? Man, I was getting texts, like, dub text me and said, like, yo, let's get <laughs> This is, there's absolutely no, there's no excuse for losing to Cleveland twice. Yeah. When you when you have and that Colin big of a payroll. 40 plus on your head. Come on now. Colin's so- in what, his third year? It's yes. Like, yeah, third year. Like you can't a third year guard dropping forty two on your head. That's inex- that's unexcusable. So my question for that is, when it comes playoff time, and we all know in the playoffs things 
you know, the game slows down. Things get a little tougher. The defense get a little tighter and harder. Who's going to be the leader down the stretch to bring the unit together and say, hey, guys, let's buckle down. Let's get a stop and give me the ball and get the hell out the way. That's a good question. Yeah, I think it does. Um, because, I mean, regular season, this is what it's for, for you to learn uh, who's going to be doing that. But I don't know. I, I think it does go on matchups, like you said. But being the leader going down, I think that will be Kyrie, at least vocally, is going to be Kyrie. That's his, that's his personality. Be honest with you, this is the time for KD to finally prove everybody. Yep. If he's really the real deal. Yep. You got two of them things, KD. If you want to be in the elite class with LeBron and, you know, rest in peace, Kobe, this is your chance now to finally prove the media wrong, the fans wrong, all the hoop heads wrong, if you are a true leader and lead this pack in the playoffs. And show everybody that you can do just more than just drop buckets. Because now, that's what's going to have to take. I remember we had this. you had this rant one time off mic. We, we weren't recording at this time. And I said we would have a chance to talk about this. You said if LeBron were to manage to win another one back-to-back, he's the greatest of all time. Oh, yeah, for that's, sure. That's one thing. But then as it pertains to KD... You were saying that you don't want to hear anything about KD if he can't win with this team. Explain yourself. Okay, so LeBron has four now in his eighth, 18th season. KD's in his, I believe, 13th or 14th season. 2007. Yeah, four, well, yeah, 14th season. Or 13 going on 14, something like that. Um, be honest with you, and some people might disagree with me. Katie's window of winning a championship is not as wide open as we think. Mm-hmm. Two to three years, Katie better maximize all his championship aspirations. That's it, because Katie is already thirty-one, going on thirty-two. Yes, he's not athletic like Bron and Dem, so he's a jump shooter, so maybe his career can be prolonged. But the landscape of the league is changing. Not only that, LeBron already said to us, I'm playing another two, three more years. So that's cutting into your time. Kawhi is 29. So he's here for another five, six years, granted, no injury. Giannis is 25. He's here for another decade. Luka's 21. Sheesh. He's here for the next 15 years. Jason Tatum's 22, 23. Next 15 years. Them young boys are here. They're here. And they want to win now. Bam Adebayo. They're here. 23. So, KD, you're already fighting with the worlds of Kawhi and LeBron. Granted, Kawhi will be here a little bit longer. But once LeBron leaves... Then young boys will now be in their fourth, fifth, sixth, some of them seventh year. They're not taking no back seat to you no more. Hmm. They are now seasoned. They are now considered, some of them might be even quote-unquote vets. 
they're going to start winning championships. And you're going to be older. You're going to be 34, 35, 36 years old. So are you going to be superior enough like LeBron is now to win championships while these young guns are coming for your neck? Jokic is coming. Jamal Murray is coming. Donovan Mitchell is coming. Devin Booker is coming. Facts. Dame is still hungry. Facts. <laughs> so, I, I, I'm saying this year, but for sure next year. If they don't win it next year, don't give me no KD blasphemy. I don't want to hear it. Oh, KD's this. KD's in the same league as LeBron. No, he's not. He's not. Take him home. <laughs> he can go to the house. Okay? Because he's not. LeBron already got four championships. KD only got two. So you're already two behind. Hmm. And LeBron, not only that, is already on pace to finish 40, 10, and 10. 40,000 points, 10 rebounds. I mean, 10,000 assists, 10,000 rebounds. KD, you not in that ballpark, my guy. Facts. So if LeBron wins one this year with LA, which will be his third. No, I'm sorry. With LA would be his second. No, it'll be his second championship. I almost said third back to back, but his second back to back. I'm sorry. Right, second back to back, yeah. Five championships in total, forget about it. KD, I don't care. You will have to do a three-peat in Brooklyn to be considered, which won't happen. Facts. So That is very true. KD, your work, your work is definitely cut out for you, and you don't have as much time as I think you do. So that's that's just, that's just my little spill on you know, Kevin Durant being, if, if that's what he wants. I know he's been saying it for all his career. He's tired of being second. He's tired of being... Second to LeBron, well... Prove it. You're going to have to prove it now. And you're going to have to prove it big. And you have to beat LeBron. Yeah, that's... A, that's, that's another a, thing, yeah. too. Like, you have to meet LeBron in the finals. So, same way Kawhi didn't meet LeBron in the Western Conference Finals last year. That's why Kawhi's not getting the, the shine that he is this year. Mm-hmm. KD, if you, not, if you do not meet LeBron in the finals this year... Don't talk. And uh, and we know that's what the NBA wants. The NBA wants Brook. Come on, New York, LA for a finals matchup. Now we don't know what the playoffs are gonna look like. We hear rumblings of uh, possibly having the playoffs in a bubble again um, because it's just a mess right now. It, it it really is a mess. I mean, the for goodness sakes, they shut down a whole organization. They shut down Memphis. Um, I mean, Memphis and Washington, they shut them both down. I mean, Jimmy Butler had COVID and lost 12 pounds. Like, this is a mess. And and now there's guys in the leagues that have caught COVID twice. So they're going to figure that out. However, when we get there, it's an NYLA. You know that's what the NBA wants. Absolutely. Two big cities, two big marketplaces. Two more than two stars. It's gonna probably be a five star finals. Yeah, five at least. When we talk about A D LeBron. LeBron, K D, Kyrie Harden, yeah. Mm-hmm. Five superstars. And you tell you, let me tell you something. The Lakers ain't playing no games. And they're year. not. And, and we talk about getting them then getting them to the to the finals. I mean, are are the Nets even making it out of the East? I'll say they make it out the East. Just just simply because they just have that much firepower. Unless they really flop. 
76ers are you, hot, man. They are hot, but Embiid is unstoppable. But do they have one guy that can that can match up with Embiid? That's the problem with Brooklyn. Brooklyn don't have an interior presence. They're going to struggle in the playoffs when they play these teams that got big, big men in the paint. However, we Embiid still has to prove himself to us too. That's true. Can Embiid do this in the playoffs? Can he take it serious? Can he stay healthy in the playoffs to take? Philly to the promised land. I think Brooklyn comes out the East just for the simple fact that star power is just going to be overwhelming to a lot of teams. Mm-hmm. Do they win the finals? That's yet to be seen. But I, I still have them coming out the East. Okay. But I don't think it's going to be as easy as they think, no. especially with their defensive play. It's it's very bad right now. They're going to have to score a lot of points hmm. and hope that they catch a hot streak with their big three. But Steve Nash has a lot on his hands. Man. He has a lot of pressure. And I do not envy that coach. I hope he has a plan because the the microscope and the lights is going to be on you. Just like it was on Doc Rivers last year with the Clippers. It's going to be on you because if you don't make the finals, oh, you in a hot seat. Facts. For sure, man. Um, the last thing that we really wanted to talk about is let's zoom out for a little bit. We're talking about Brooklyn. We, talk, we see what happened, what transpired there. But if we look back, since we just did our, our recap uh, episode not too long ago, if we look back on the past 10 years, there's something brewing in sports. And it started back in 2010, back when the decision was made by one LeBron Ramon James. Uh, the NBA has a star empowerment problem. And... You can we call it a problem only because we're looking at through the looking at it through the lens of the NBA. All right, 2010 it was LeBron after giving years and years to Cleveland and they weren't helping him and getting good guys. And on top of that, no one wants to go play in Cleveland, so that was that was part of the problem. But in the end, he left small market to go to a big market. Boom, that's LeBron. Now we're talking about, I mean, even Bosch did it that year as well, but people. Kind of look at Bosch in a different light. All right. AD, Anthony Davis, even though, you know, everybody knows New Orleans is still considered small market team. AD left a small market, went to a big market, which is LA. Okay. KD. KD. Although, again, he was in a signing trade. It was free agent. It's still the same thing. Small market. Okay. See, big market, Golden State. Only, I don't, I would say Golden State's a, a mid market, but they're in LA. I mean, they're in they're in Oakland, so or we're in Oakland, so that's huge compared to OKC. Come on now, right? Yeah, and now still Cali, right? Now finally, Harden is a little bit different because you're going from Houston, which is mid market, I would say, and then but you're going to New York. It pales in comparison. So the NBA has a star empowerment issue, and they have a market issue. So here's the funny thing: not to cut you off. You know, Houston technically was not considered a big market until Yao Ming came. Mm-hmm. Because he brought the overseas recognition with China. But before then, Houston wasn't as big as people think. That's why San Antonio to now is still not considered a big market team. The only really big market team that kind of you know, constrained and hold held their weight was Dallas. But... He, 
until Yao Ming came and that's what opened the floodgates for T-Mac and now Harden now as far as branding. But before then, Houston wasn't as big as people think. So I, I get your point of, you know, yeah, he went from Houston to Brooklyn, but it's still nothing compares to New York. You know, New York right. is media capital. You know, it's it it's number one. There's just no comparison, but for sure. I mean, That's things have shaped. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry. Things have shift, and it's now shaping the NBA in a different limelight to where if I'm the commissioner, I might be a little terrified of there might come a time where there might only be five, six great teams in the NBA and the rest might be trash. Mm-hmm. And that's that's a huge issue for the bottom line of these owners because one thing we understand and we know for sure is the owners are going to band together. All right, It's not like the NFL. The NFL, now, of course, they, they band together as well, but the NBA is a lot more progressive when it comes to a lot of these things. But in the end, as progressive as they are, these owners is still a plantation out there. I want If you wanted me to sugarcoat it, you're not going to find it. It's still the plantation out here, right? So there's got majority of these are African-American men out there or just black men in, in general, and they still view them as their property, all right? We know this to be sure because Harden, as Harden was struggling to get out of there, it was just listen to the rhetoric, right? Fertiti, I think his name is, the owner of Houston, saying he's under contract and we don't have to trade him. You know what I'm saying? What, what kind of speak is that? You don't own this person. But yeah, they do, kind of. They own the contract which you signed. And so they don't technically have to trade you, right? But he forced his way out. Just being a toxic person, he out Jimmy Butler, Jimmy Butler, right? So it's toxic, that toxic atmosphere. Now, how does this inspire the kids coming up that don't want to stay? Let's say juxtapose that with a big guy like Giannis. Giannis went the other way, talking about he didn't want to see, the reason why he re-signed was he didn't want to see people burning his jersey. But if you look at it, because it, it took me a little while, but now looking at it, I see why he signed. Just because he signed, it doesn't mean that he can't push his way out. Because now he gets to have his cake and eat it too. He told them, do what you have to do, right? Do what you have to do and put together a team. They did everything that they could. They botched some things. They did everything that they could, right? So now he has a team. All he has to do is go out there and try his best. If, let's say, I don't know what his timeline is, but what is what if it's one season, two seasons, and he's starting to say, like, this is not enough now. Now he knows in his back pocket he could do the Harden. He can do the Jimmy Butler and get out of that team just by being a toxic guy. Now, history shows that Giannis is not like that. But he could do that. All right? That's one example. Beal. The other example. Man, do that thing right now. <laughs> Beal. Okay. Get out of Washington, please. Which, by the way, there's a rumor. The Lakers and the Clippers are kind of, you know, working, trying to get him. But, hey, just going to throw that out there. But go on. Well, I wanted to play the clip. I'm going to see if I can find it. But the clip of when they asked him, you know, is he frustrated? And this is what Bill said. Are you frustrated? Is the sky blue? <laughs> My man said, are you frustrated? And Bill said, is the sky blue? Okay, first of all, Mr. Bill, you signed the contract. Nobody put 
a gun to your head to do that. You signed the extension. First mistake. All right. But at the same time, could you really be mad at these guys? I can get the bag and force myself out, force my way out. Then that's what I'm going to do. I already got the bag. They're just going to have to trade for me. So as we were saying, like, well, nobody would ever trade for Wall. John Wall's in Houston right now with that albatross of a contract that everyone was saying no one would trade for. No contract is immovable. It's not. They're not untradeable. No contract is untradeable. So players know that now. And I think. This is the biggest issue that the NBA has going forward. Besides COVID, this is the biggest issue that that owners, I'm sure, is keeping them up at night. Absolutely. And they better hope this doesn't trickle down to the young stars. The Jason Tatums, the Jalen Browns, the Lucas of the world. Because they've seen, quote-unquote, their upper class do it. But now they saw the game and they already are stars now in their young career. And they already got the social media platform. They know how the marketing works. They know how the tactics of how to get out of their work. Oh, man. It's going to be a breeze. It's a big issue for the NBA, man. And I'm hoping... Uh, I'm, I'm very, very interested to see how it works for the next five years, ten years. These teams are going to have to come up with a very, very convincing bargaining chip. They might have to offer some yachts. Yeah. <laughs> private jets. Because obviously money is not the not the kicker no more. I mean, for goodness sake, Harden turned down 100 mil for two years from oh, Houston. Man. 100 M's. Yeah. For two years. That means $50 million per year. He said, no, thank you. And I still want to go to Brooklyn. To be honest... Here's the here's one of the bigger issues too. It's starting to spread to even these tier two guys. John Collins turned down an extension. A lot of people would say, Who the fuck are you, John Collins? <laughs> but he understands his worth. He understands uh where his standing is in the league and knows that he can be an he can be an addition to any team that's searching for a championship and immediately make them better. So he turned down what was it, forty mil? So yeah, for no, no, it was a little bit more than that. So what happens when these middle of the road guys that are pretty good players, they're just not superstars. John Collins is really good. Give you a bucket, he'll dunk on your head. He understands his worth. Hmm. NBA, you in trouble? They do have they do they do have something brewing that I don't think they want on their hands. Um, but I think they're gonna get it under control. One, they don't want this spending habit to get. Obnoxious. I mean, for goodness sake, we just saw Giannis' contract go two twenty eight, um, and I I know for sure they do not want these stars to go to these big cities: mm-hmm. Miami, Boston, L.A., um, New York, and New York. So they definitely want to keep these small market teams relevant, um, and you know, very very competitive. But they're going to have to construct something. Within these deals, maybe, I don't know, a tent, you know, if you're drafted here, you have to play for seven. I don't know what. They're going to have to come up with something. But if they don't, this can, this can get pretty ugly because from the looks of it, once these players are tired or once they said, all right, time for me to win a championship, need me team up, they will do everything in their power to do that. And we've seen that. 
especially with this Harden thing. So, and you can't convince them with money because they got money already. Yep. So, I do I like it personally as a hoop head? No, because I like you know the early two thousands where there was one maybe two all stars on each team, and every night there was a competitive game because there were stars across the league. But again, I don't control the NBA. But that's the NBA I hope that it reverts back to is minimum one one star, all-star on each team in the NBA across the board. It's looking like it's going to go towards that. Uh, so we're going we're gonna to do go ahead and stop there, man. This is a great episode, but it's not all that we want to do. Uh, we were serious about talking to you guys, talking to the audience, sending in questions. And so we wanted to give you something new. So this is not even my brainchild. It's not my idea. So Vlad, you want to tell us what we got going on uh, tomorrow? Yes. So or depending on when you hear this. <laughs> tomorrow or Monday, February 1st, yep. will be our first Clubhouse, Clubhouse. Um, panel. For those who don't know what Clubhouse is, Clubhouse is the new interactive um, dialogue app where you can chime in, give your opinions on different subjects. Um, we will have a room discussing discussing this episode tomorrow, uh, Monday, February 1st at 7 p.m. So if you haven't already, download the Clubhouse app. Um, if, you have, if you need an invite, mine are going for a thousand apiece. <laughs> See, I was gonna be generous. I was gonna say nine 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 for mine, but oh, okay. So mine's going for nine ninety. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yes, do download the Clubhouse um, app. If I'm not mistaken, I think it's only on, available on iPhones for right now. Correct. correct. So Android users, um, get an iPhone. <laughs> um, but tune in for sure. It's gonna be a great discussion. We're gonna be talking about. Um, this episode and also we're going to be talking about more about what's going on in Brooklyn with the Harden trade. So again, February 1st, Monday, 7 p.m. Live. On, live on Clubhouse. Be sure to follow us and um, come in. You know, you can give your opinion and we'll be open for dialogue. One last thing. Next week, Super Bowl episode. We're going to have some a special guest, a very special guest. So y'all do not want to miss that one. Did I miss anything? Nope. The only thing left is we just want to thank you guys one last time. This is the final episode of season one. We have came to a Let's completion. Go. Have came <laughs> to the end. Um, we just want to thank you guys. Um, it actually came faster than we thought. 13 weeks. 13 Man. weeks strong. Um, 13 episodes in. Um, we just want to thank you guys for all you guys' support. And... Um, all you guys' suggestions and continue to listen to our episodes every week. Um, please do continue to subscribe, like, comment, and share. Tell a friend and keep tuning in, making sure that the notification bell is turned on. We are on all platforms Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, and Google Podcasts. And this is it. This is the end of season one. So it's we just only want to thank you guys. Here. It's only up from here. Look for more voices, more episodes, good things that we're going to talk about in the off season. So I'm looking forward to that. All right. So we thank you guys. See you next week. All right, Cash Crew. Till next time. This episode is brought to you in part by Sneaker Broker. Do you have a favorite sneaker that you've been waiting on, but it's sold out everywhere, including online? 
Shop with Sneaker Broker, a premium sneaker dealer based in Atlanta. They'll take care of you and try to find you whatever you need. Find out more by visiting their Instagram at SNKR underscore broker. That is at SNKR underscore broker to find out more. What's up, Cash Crew? This is KD. Thanks again for listening to our podcast. Be sure to find us on social media at sports underscore cash underscore. And if you haven't already, subscribe to us on YouTube at Sports Cash Podcast. And don't forget to hit that notification bell.